Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you for listening in to our live podcast. I'm Jason DeMars. I want to remind you, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know. Um, if just want to remind you, we go live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter every morning, uh, Monday through Friday, that is, not every morning, but Monday through Friday at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time. So that's, uh, that's 4.30 on the West Coast and in Arizona, uh, and that in Central Time, that is at uh, 6.30 a.m., so we just appreciate you listening in. If you can't get it live, you can get it on a podcast. So if you go to uh, podcasts in Apple and you look up Jason DeMars, you can find me and subscribe to um, get reminded on a daily basis about our podcasts. Also, you can um, go to Spotify and Google Podcasts and search there and find me and get our uh, Monday through Friday podcasts. So with that said, we're starting a new subject, and don't tune out on me. I want you all to listen in, because I believe this is important for two reasons. I'm going to be speaking about the, the uh, training of ministers, and I believe this is important for everyone because there's principles in it that apply to all of us as believers in our interactions with one another in our lives, but it also goes beyond that. It's discerning also helps you discern a true servant of Christ and a false servant of Christ. And so um, let's, let's just take this and start here. There's a lot of topic to cover, a lot of directions to go from. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to set myself up here as the grand expert of everything. I've personally uh, worked with ministers from around the world, uh, but especially in Egypt and Turkey, um, training them, teaching them, um, doing Bible studies with them, and doing everything I can to get them to the scriptural balance of this message in their leadership of their local church. So, um, I'm, I'm a work in progress, I'm growing, I'm learning, and so you pray for me, I'll pray for you, and uh, uh, just remind you also if you're listening in, please please uh, co- write a comment on, on the video, let us know where you're listening from, and uh, we will, and again if you have a question you can put it in that place as well. So first scripture I want to deal with is Matthew chapter 10. Jesus was ultimately, with his disciples, training ministers. And so Matthew chapter 10 is Jesus sending out the twelve. We'll start at verse 5. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not in the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. When... We're called by God. He calls us to a specific ministry. And he will, he will either send us to a specific place for a specific purpose, or he will give us a general call. Specific, if, if you're saying that, he'll call you to evangelism. Stay in your calling. Stay in your 
position. Um, if you're called to be an apostle or a missionary, it's a little different because as, a, as an apostle or missionary, your ministry goes in multiple directions and you have to fulfill whatever need is in front of you. Sometimes that's a teacher. Sometimes that's setting things in order. Uh, sometimes that is evangelizing. Sometimes that's pastoring people, even pastoring pastors. Not, I'm not talking about long-term, ongoing, as though you're their authority, but you're there to counsel them, guide them, teach them, and, and give them direction in their ministry, but not to control or manipulate them, but to help them along and, and be an ear to them as they go through the struggle of ministry. But stay in your ministry. Stay faithful to what the Lord has called you to. Verse 7, And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Be faithful to say what Jesus gives you to say. Speak what he speaks to your heart. You know, that's important because we, we don't minister out of being, being forced to minister. We don't minister from the sense that... Um, um, you know, well, let me get this thing and give it to the people. We minister from overflow. We get filled up with the words that Jesus puts in our heart, and that just begins to overflow to the people with a heart of love and compassion. Verse 8, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. God is a supernatural God. And all parts of the fivefold ministry are meant to operate in the supernatural realms, praying for the sick. You know, it's these signs shall follow them that believe. It's not just the ministers, but it's the believers, but it's also the ministers. The ministers need to all be operating in the supernatural as Jesus says here. Now I want to go on. Provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses nor script for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet staves, for the workman is worthy of his meat. So here Jesus is saying you are to be fed naturally by the people that you're feeding spiritually. So um, when, when we go to a place we put our faith in the Lord. This is, a, this is a walk of faith. He says, when you go, you know, don't, it's not that you need to save up all kinds of money and, and, uh, and be in a perfect position where you can start your ministry. No, you, when Jesus says to go, you go and you trust him to provide for your needs. I remember when I was back in uh, 2000. 11, 2012, the Lord was dealing with me to quit my job at Wells Fargo and go full-time into missions work. Um, when he was calling me to do that, I had a great fear because I didn't have any promise of a salary from missions work. I didn't have any promise of retirement or, or health insurance and, uh, or that I would have the money to make a missions trip. Uh, the church that I was in was smaller and, and not able to support me or um, even be in a position to send me out. So it was a great um, 
fear that I had for myself and my family at the time, my two young children. And so I was resistant to the call of the Lord upon my life. And um, that's not a good place to be in. But as time was going on, I began to study these verses. And one day we were having a testimony service uh, in a Somali neighborhood to do some outreach. And one of the young Iranian men that were attending our church there in Minneapolis was with me. And he was speaking about, he said, well, we, I was reading the scripture, take no thought what you eat or what you drink for sufficient, for, the, for, for all this do the Gentiles seek after, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. He said, when the Lord, when you go on a business trip, you know that your boss is going to provide you with finances for the trip. He's going to provide you for the gas money, for food money, for hotel. And you have complete faith and confidence in your boss to provide for you. But when God sends you on a mission, you struggle and you fear and you're worried. And you don't do it because you're not sure. Why do you have more faith in your manager than you do in God to meet your needs? And as he was speaking this, Tears were coming down my face, and I realized it was a great lesson for me. And ever since then, when I quit my job in August of 2012, we've had many hard struggles and trials, but God has been faithful. He's moved in people's lives to send us support and help us in times of need, and that we haven't had to beg or push or ask for help. The Lord has raised up people that help us and that even reach out to us and say, do you need any help? And so God is faithful. And I believe that's what this is talking about. Don't make your decision about ministry based on money. You make your decision based on, well, if I do this, I'll get the tithes from the people. No, no. You're seeking after filthy lucre. Get that out of your heart. You'll never be able to effectively minister to people unless you have the right heart towards money to begin with. This, is, this should be your heart, is that God is my provider. I'm not looking to people to meet my needs. God takes care of me. God supplies my need. I'm not looking to the congregation to meet my need. I'm not looking to the congregation saying, you didn't give your tithe, no, you didn't give your tithe, no, you didn't give your tithe, why aren't you tithing? That's, that makes me sick that a minister would do that. But it happens. People are keeping, ministers or pastors are keeping track of that and saying you should do this, you should do that. Run as fast as you can away from that kind of minister. It's completely wrong and unscriptural. You give your tithes and offerings willingly from your heart, not by compulsion from a minister that's trying to control you. No, do not do that. And minister, do not do that. You let God move in their hearts. And you look to God. If you have a need, you get on your knees and say to Lord, you called me to this ministry. You'll supply my need. Now, if God didn't call you to the ministry and you're just doing it and looking at it humanly, it's time for you to step down and listen to someone else 
or, or do some other ministry or wait on the Lord for your ministry. That's a key as well. We don't just launch forward into things. We wait, we wait patiently for God to speak with us and deal with us in our ministry. We don't, we don't go forward as a minister, humanly, fleshly speaking. When we do that, we bring corruptible seed and a corruptible heart to the people. So here Jesus is telling us, go forward by faith. Don't take any money for your journey. Now, now this is a specific situation and time and place. It's not saying that you can't take any money. In this circumstance, he's saying, don't wait for the circumstances to be right. Go forward and God will provide. Now, like myself, I go on a missions trip. Um, I'm not going to go and put put poor people in the place where they have to take care of me. No. The Lord supplies the need for me. I just pray, seek the Lord. The Lord provides for me. I go forward on a missions trip, and I, and I move to preach and supply whatever needs that I can. But I do always must op- operate on the principle of faith. I have gone on missions trips where I was able to pay for my ticket, and I had $30, something like that, when I left. And I have people helping me, um, my wife and so forth, checking the P.O. box to see if donations and things, and we have PayPal. And so I just put it in the hands of the Lord on, the, on several trips. And I got there, and I had $30, had many problems, but I was able to get to the city where we were going to. And in the time, God supplied the need so that I could pay for the hotel, pay for, pay for food, etc. And the whole trip was taken care of. God made a way. And so this is, we need to walk by faith because God will provide for our needs. The workman is worthy of his meat. We're not looking to people, though, to supply our needs. We're looking to God to take care of our needs, but God moves through people to take care of a minister's needs. And if you're called, God is going to supply the need. If you're not called, then God is not obligated to you to supply the need. You step down, you get a job, whatever it might be. If you're just fulfilling a position, get yourself a job and uh, work full-time and minister when you're able to through the weekends and so forth. But, you know, the Apostle Paul, even him, went to certain areas and he worked and he supplied his own need by working, making tents during the day and then then in other times preaching the Word of God. So we we don't look down on that. That's wonderful. There's many preachers I know, they're, they're working uh, in different fields, like um, whether it be nursing or, or it be construction or um, uh, doing, doing um, landscaping, etc. And they're also ministering the Word of God. And that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And if, but if God calls you to leave and go full-time into missions work or pastoring, whatever it be, you obey Him and trust that He'll provide for you. Don't look to the people to provide for you. Look to Him. So I went uh, really long this time, but we appreciate your patience. And may the Lord richly bless you.